Well, it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes of Shoreline Church. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether that be live right here at Joy 620 or the podcast that you can find wherever podcasts are found. This is called Between Sundays because we are between Sundays and we're creative like that. Yes, we are um, exuding. Can I use that term this early in the sure. show? I believe you I use can. Any, any term you we want. are exuding not only creativity but also confidence today. We are. We are feeling great we about are. today's show. We are very, very confident because you know, we put unlimited amounts of preparation I mean, into if, today's show. If people show. only knew, yes, the amount of prep we put in every week. I mean, <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good, man. Man, good. I mean, how are things at Hope Resource Center? They're today? good. Things are things are well. We are still uh, kicking. This week is our 5K, 10K virtual 5K, 10K. Yeah. So I saw you getting a run in with with yeah. Kurt. What legit. about that? What? Yeah, man. Like I, too I'm legit gonna, to quit. I'm gonna let you know of all the people that I just naturally <laughs> think Andrew's gonna be hanging out with. Yep. Yep. I think of you, and then I think of an amazing collegiate athlete. Yeah. Uh, and, um, just the guy just absolutely just ripped. Um, yeah. and, and then you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. So, sure. I mean, of course it makes sense for you guys it's, to be together. It's interesting. Uh, first off, I think, I think me and him are becoming best friends, which is great. <laughs> Second, I, uh, does he want any other friends or are I don't you going to kind of hold him to yourself? I don't know. Probably? It's a little weird because he's, he's like nine years younger than me. <laughs> uh, but, but we are. Uh, that's the thing, man. Social media is a weird place. So for those Sometimes, that don't know who Kurt Majid is. Yeah, play for the Vols, yeah. play for, played a year with the Colts and some yeah. injuries had a, uh, kind of brought him out of the league, but what was a great UT football player and linebacker, big dude. Just a great guy. And yeah, too. just a really loves this, love this city. And, and so Instagram, man, he was, he's been posting a lot about motivation and working out and, uh, one day he was posting about his running shoes and I sent, I just sent him a message and was like, Hey man, I've, I've been using these shoes and I highly recommend them. They've been great. Uh, and so we started messaging back and forth. And then, uh, as we were at mess- any point, did you give the question like through the DMs? Am I, am yeah, I using that's that expression what, I guess that's correctly? What it's called, yeah. Did you drop into his DMs? I, I, I think did. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, uh, I actually thought a couple of days ago, I've, I've yet to return a text. A guy reached yeah. out to me and it's not in any way like disrespect to him. It's just truly sure. like it's going to require more attention than yeah. I'm going to be able to give him right now. And so I'm like, I, I need to, and it's not overly pressing. Um, and, and so I just, and I, and I literally thought the expression came to my mind. Did I ghost him? No, I don't really know no. exactly that's the right way, but I think that's kind of the same way as dropping into DMs and, and ghosting yeah, well, someone. We're in the same genre and of, here's the of thing. vocabulary. Here's the thing. Right? I thought, well, he's not even going to respond. Right. Why would he respond yeah. to me? And then, uh, so then we started messaging back and forth. You asked if you guys could yeah. become best friends. Hey man, you want to go get some lunch? Not in this. <laughs> and so we were. Found these shoes, <laughs> looking for a best friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and so we were, we've been going back and forth and then the 5k was coming up for hope. And so I sent him a message and I was like, Hey man, you, you know, a lot of folks pay attention to what you're doing. would love for you to run with us. Uh, you know, let me know if you have any questions. Uh, and then he messaged me back. We, he was like, I'll look into it. Yeah, for sure. And I get that. He wanted to look sure. into what nonprofit, you know, I'm sure he gets a lot of ask. And so, um, uh, so then he, he reached out and he was like, Hey man, I'm going to sign up, uh, signing up for the 10K. Are you running? And I said, yeah, I'm running the 10K. 
And uh, he said, where are you running? I was like, well, typically I run out by my house. And you knew you and had so, him. And so right while there, you're yeah. like, wait, he wants to hang out with and me. And so while we're messaging, I'm like, oh, no, he's wanting me to run with him. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm ready for that. And so we uh, – I, you know, I, I gave him some places where I run, and I was like, I, you know, I've thought about running at the track at UT, but I don't know if that would be allowed. And I said that because I thought it'll be allowed for you. Yes, and of you course. Can get us of in. course. Uh, but he didn't take the bait on that. And then, uh, so we, uh, we ended up running at, at Milton Hill over in Oak Ridge. Yep. Uh, we ran there Sunday morning. He nearly killed me. Uh, he is, uh, I, I just I thought the whole He's time we're a running, former professional yeah, athlete. Yeah, I thought the whole time we're running it, people are watching me and him together, and they're probably thinking, why, why yes. is he yes. with him? Why, like you have a specimen, a six three, two hundred thirty right. pound, yeah. chiseled out of stone, yeah, and then you have a redhead. And he like he, honestly, dude. he just looks so cool. Yeah, very. cool. He's got like he's does cool. he, he's got uh, like does he have dreads yes, right now? Yes, cool. he's got and just like. The dude, to, I mean, I, I, as best I can say this, it's just a good-looking guy, yeah, okay? And he said, yeah. It, and but, just, like, super, like, got a great smile. That's one of the big kind of things, part of how he was so likable yep, at University of Tennessee. Yep. I mean, just this, like, persona and look that just, you're like, man, like, I, I just kind of want to be around that gravitate guy. gravitate towards And yeah. then there's you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. As we were running at the end, you know, we're, everybody he passes, he was like, good morning, good yeah, morning. I was like, exactly. I can barely talk. <laughs> And as we're, as we're getting back to the end of it, uh, he got it, he's ahead of me. <clears throat> and I was, uh, everybody I was passing, I was saying, he's killing me. I don't think I'm going to catch him. And they were like, yeah, you're not going to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Pretty clear you're not going to catch him. And, uh, but man, it was, it was a lot That's of fun. Cool. And I think, I think we've already, our next run, uh, is going to be Cade's Cove Loop. I think that's going to be our next. You and Kurt. Our next run. There's yep. an additional run there coming. Is. There is. And I feel so, like things are blossoming. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's a little, look, I'll be honest. And I told somebody, I told some people at work this yesterday. I was like, you get my age with four kids. It's just hard to have friends. <laughs> And so when you, when you have those moments, you're then like, you've connected hey, that, there's a friend there. You know, so, it gets a little difficult. So just in all, I mean, I'm not trying to push the, you know, the conversation into places it doesn't need to be today, but what number am I in your favorites <laughs> on your phone yeah. right now in light of yeah. Kurt's, uh, you know, a possible addition? It seems like imminent addition. Yeah. I'm just curious to know, yeah, am I still, in the top five, I mean, what's that looking like for us? Uh, I would say he's probably number one now, but <laughs> but the but if he hears this, he may ghost me. <laughs> he may say, "Okay, that dude is a little weird." Well, man, I'm glad going that, over the top. I'm glad no, that's going fun. well. So it, it, it just just quickly, it is uh, possible for people to still get involved. Yeah, in that? you can you can still sign up through the end of the week and still run. And, and uh, man, it, it's been it's been amazing to watch people. We had one group from a, from a church sign up a, a large group and they actually had their own 5k they they even oh, had a, cool. they even created a finish line and everything posted pictures had signs and so you can make it your own right now because we're not having it in person you can run it uh one of the guys that won it the last two years he run won the 5k he's amazing he's a crazy athlete uh he ran his 5k this year at the ut track so nice. flat you know, yes. and he, his pace was 604 sure. for a 5k, 
which is yeah, that's insane. Fast. That's fast. Insane. And so I bet he's in your favorites too. Uh, no, we haven't. Mm. We haven't connected mm. it because he sure, uh, sure, and he's really, really, really fast. <laughs> and so I don't know if I would enjoy as yeah, much. Fair enough. Uh, but but no, it's been it's been fun so far, and and we're looking forward to. Do it for sure. Good, man. All right. So have you been watching? We Last week we talked a little bit about Democratic National Convention. Yeah. Uh, we were very quick to say some of the things that we deemed potentially ridiculous uh, or, or as ridiculous. We said there was a good possibility yeah. of things popping up in the Republican National Convention. Certainly there is all kinds of politicizing and there is certainly posturing yeah, and all sure. that other stuff. <laughs> If, if on a pure, like just pure practical basis, okay. Yeah. And I really do think I can say this with, without any like bias or anything of that yeah. sort. Exclusively just being around some degree of production yep. that I have been around, whether it's related to creating resources or, or, you know, even our, our stream that we do on a week in and week out basis or any number of things that I've been a part of for whatever reason, it just feels like the RNC is produced better. Oh Would you gosh. agree that it's with that? Night, it's night and day. And, and you know why, why? Why is that? Here's why. Do you know who's producing it? No. The people that produce The Apprentice are producing the RNCs. And no. I promise. That yeah. is, That's you're, true. You're I'm not fi- joking. You're fired. I'm not joking. So look, here's you're the fired. here's the thing. If regardless of your thoughts on my Trump, thoughts of the DNC, a number of people should have said you're fired. One hundred percent. And, and that's the, the, regardless of your thoughts on Trump, one thing the man knows is TV, especially reality TV. What's Correct. it need to look like? So when you watch the main stage speakers at the RNC, they're all speaking from the same podium. The flags in the background, they have a boom camera that's following them oh, around yeah. different angles. It's well done. Uh, it is even the walk up music. But you have so much of Hollywood I, I know. connected I, it, to the it Democratic makes Party. No sense to me. How is that possible? It makes no sense to me that you have <clears throat> the former first lady and Michelle Obama sitting in a room giving her speech. Correct. Makes no sense. Right. Now, President Obama, when he spoke last week, he was standing at Constitutional Hall, I think, in Philadelphia. That's That looked good, That's and he was standing up. Right, Makes right. complete sense. Yeah, and I would agree with that. But, it did but look what, good. What, what the Republicans are doing this week is everyone speaks, and all this is pre-recorded. Sure. Abby Johnson spoke last night, but it was recorded last week. Right. And so, but it looks as if they're all in the green room walking up, because they're walking up the same stage. Right. Music is playing. So last night you had Abby Johnson speak, who is a former director of Planned Parenthood. Who she was amazing. You had uh, uh, the Attorney General of Kentucky, who's an African American, who who did an amazing job. You had Eric Trump. Look, I, I, I look, rolled. We were in bed last night. I was watching on my phone, and I, I I'm I'm I'm. I'm going to take you, I tell you to take a deep breath. I'm afraid what you're about to say. Go no, ahead. I, I looked over at Aaron and I said, the, the Trump kids are going to be part of politics for a very, <laughs> very, very, very long time. You know, I mean, literally I saw something. This is crazy. I saw something that was talking about like, like the, maybe the next time around or, or maybe it was two cycles down the road and they legitimately had Donald Trump Jr. or, yeah. or as a, as a possible candidate. But here's the thing. Eric Trump spoke last night. He's normally not the, I didn't see it. Was he more polished? He's, he's normally not the vocal one. Now, now Donald Trump Jr., yeah. at the very least, should have a radio show. Yes. That, that dude is <laughs> is on another level. 
But Eric, I'm just pure entertainment in, value. Entertainment, energy, yes, everything. Yes, yes. But Eric Trump last night, I don't know if he wrote it. Whoever wrote that dude's speech. It was solid. Huh? It was spot on. Even at the end, he said, now I'm going to speak directly to my dad. And I thought, I was thinking as a dad, if I'm watching that, regardless, take politics out of yep. it. And you hear your son start to say, I'm proud of you. Here's here's what we've been able to do. And and now now you're talking not as a political pundit, but you're talking as the son. It was just, it was a really well done speech. Uh, and, and so there's been a couple misses. Uh, there was one, uh, Kimberly Gofoid. I think she's actually Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend or fiance. Uh, and she thought, I think, that she was in a stadium with a lot of people. She was yelling <laughs> and expecting applause, and there's nobody see. in the I room. Did, I did see and a so bit of this. Yes. I was like, not, not great. Yeah. That doesn't play well over, no. over a stream, but, uh, but no, I, I, and that's what I tried to do during uh, Safer at Home. Yeah. Uh, when I was basically recording sermons and messages to the body on my iPhone. Yeah. I would just kind of like walk out of the like I would come out of like the bathroom or or you know like come out of the master bedroom, be like, hey, <laughs> good morning, Charlotte. Yeah. Boom, then, boom, boom, boom. Thank you, Knoxville. And it was just me yeah. in my kitchen. And there's nobody to respond. And that's yeah. why last week. When you saw the DNC have comedians do stand up, no one's laughing. I know. It's, you can't hear anybody it's laugh. It's, Even if it's funny, difficult. it just falls flat. Have you watched any Jimmy Fallon at all or no. any late night stuff? Okay. No. So I don't really watch a ton. I will, honestly, I'm usually in bed yeah. and asleep like two hours before this. But I guess at some point during Safer at Home, I probably was up. My schedule probably got a little bit out of whack. And I watched a few. If I'm going to watch one of the late nights, I'll probably either catch a little bit of Conan or I'll watch sure. a little bit of Jimmy Fallon. And you almost felt bad for the guy. Yeah, it's truly. Hard. Like, man, it is, it is tough when your entire job is connected to kind of, kind of earning a laugh from an audience, uh, a live audience, and then attempting to do that. And they, Probably did a, 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 as good of a job as you could of just, they basically just kind of shifted yeah. the entire format and tried to do something different. But to your point, yeah, that probably was a bit of a mess. There was a few others. Yeah. A few others. Yeah, but it, it's the production, the aesthetics of it all. And, and Donald Trump, what he's doing different is he's making an appearance every night. Yes. Uh, again, he knows TV. Yeah. Yep. And I think you're going to see a bump. Uh, when all this is done, I, I think the bump's coming. So there was a pardon of John Ponder, an interesting story that leads into the discussion we're going to have today. We'll be back. All right, the conversation continues. Jason, we I, I think we've, we've done all we're going to do with the conventions, but uh, but they'll still go on this week, the Republican convention. But But I think ultimately, just from a surface level, no politics involved. I think in terms of aesthetics and production value, you got to give the the win to GOP in terms of just the production. Value. I would think so. Yeah, uh, I, I and mean, that's I that's not so. even like I'm I'm willing to admit that most of the time that is not the case. Most of right. the time it goes the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think this year, I'm sure uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of people that have differing opinions sure. and well, this is how they really intended to do it and they did it for this reason yeah, for this well. purpose. You know, you know, you know, but. I will say there was one moment uh, that kind of leads us into today's discuss- to discussion, but there was one moment um, where a gentleman by the name of John Ponder, who was basically pardoned for uh, bank robbery. Now, uh, as best I can understand, John 
has already since served his term. Yeah, he served okay. his time. Uh, and uh, he had founded a nonprofit called Hope for Prisoners in 2010. And uh, it's basically a faith-based initiative that is um, a part of um, prison reform and connected yeah. to um, just uh, the idea of, of how do we get those that have found themselves incarcerated yeah. – to uh, a new beginning in their life. How do, how do we get them to beyond simply being released and how do we get them to becoming um, not only law-abiding yeah. but really fruitful and productive citizens? Yeah. And I um, am fortunate to be able to be connected to a, a few of those different initiatives, even in East, East Tennessee. Um, but but that's always really cool. I thought that was a really, really cool moment, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I think the thing, though, that has stood out to me, and this is a bit of a stretch, uh, you, you look at something like bank robbery. Uh, obviously, that that happened years ago. Yep. Um, uh, it doesn't sound like there was violence necessarily connected in that specific case. But the thing that continues to run across my news feed that I want us to talk about today is that very topic, and it is violence. Yep. Uh, is it just me or or – does it feel like we are just becoming more and more violent? And this isn't a guns right discuss, gun no. rights discussion. I'm talking about in general, are we becoming a more and more violent society or are we simply just um, uh, exposing violence at a greater degree? Yeah. It, 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 it's hard for me to know. I, I do see... Um, you know, these numbers, it feels like every weekend, I mean, every Monday, yep. uh, you, you turn on the news or you, or you pull up, you know, a certain news feed and, and it talks about this amount of shootings in, in Chicago, this amount of shootings in New yeah, York. I mean, yeah, but, pretty but much 20, like, to, 20 to 30 shootings. Yeah. Every and often murders, Chicago, yeah. you know, often people losing their life as a result yeah. of it. But, but you tell me, it doesn't even feel like it's necessarily just like, you know, gang-related no. stuff. It feels like, honestly, just even the way that people interact with folks, it feels like violence is, ab- is abounding to a certain degree. Well, even there right now, there's uh, you know some some riots occurring in, in Wisconsin. Right. And there, I, I saw a reporter who was just there filming. That's it. Like he wasn't giving any commentary. He was just on the ground filming. Yeah. No. No political and, position. And there. one of the Maybe. one of the guys riding pulled a gun out of his pocket this is a crazy thing for me too is it wasn't even in a holster it was just in his gym shorts yeah which is not safe <laughs> another level of uh, stupid but but yeah. but pulled it out of his pocket and pointed it right into the camera right into the face of the reporter and and so the the and the, and the guy looked like a teenager i mean he didn't look that old and so you you see a sense of uh, frustration of anger of bitterness and how do those things manifest themselves? So how do those, how do we then show that? And, and what it feels like is we are really quick to show that in violence toward another or toward things. So it's, you know, the, the tearing down of things or the burning of things or the breaking of things. And, and I get the frustration. I get the anger. Uh, but I don't know if it's happening more. Or if it's just because in our age we have cell phone videos. Right. So all of it is right. captured. And I was thinking, I mean, honestly, and again, we're, we're going to talk about much, you know, uh, we're going to talk about the, the, the serious dynamics of it. Because there are, I mean, one of the words that and expressions that has been used over the last several months that I really appreciate is the idea of certain 
movements, certain protests have basically been hijacked oh, for sure. by uh by violence. Yeah. You know, like hey, like we we actually were protesting something really important. Yep. Uh we we were we were standing for things in a right and noble way yeah. and then other people basically hijacked our conversation by either looting or by yeah. um straight up rioting by by violence, things of that sort. And, and so there's that like Far side of this, yeah. but then there's like you said. I mean, I feel like every other day I'm 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 find myself watching like a an Instagram reel of two like grown men fighting on a golf course. Yeah, which you is know, hot. it's yeah, hot. and you're like, well, surely guys have been fighting on golf courses yeah. for a long time. And you know, now we can capture, but, but now we capture it on yeah. video. One of the things that's remarkable, and I want you to speak about this: why do we capture it rather than stopping yeah. it? Yeah, I don't, I think we are in a time, it's just like the, you think back when Justin Timberlake performed at the Super Bowl. Okay. So he's going through the crowd and he stops and puts his arm around this kid, which, I mean, I'm a grown man. If Justin Timberlake stopped and put his arm around me, I would fangirl out like right. you haven't seen. Right. And this kid's on his phone. Yes. And I'm like, Justin Timberlake is right next to you and all he can think about is capturing the moment. Correct. And so I think we are in a, a current environment where you don't think I need to intervene or I need to assist or I need to remove myself from this scenario. It's I need to get my phone and capture this. I need right. to let other people know this is happening. I, Do you and, feel like that perpetuates the problem at yes. times? There, and, and, it creates almost a certain degree of like uh, showmanship. When to, I think, to I think too, I think fighting. too, what we have is a lot of times when these videos are captured, there's no context. We don't know what happened before. Right. We don't know what happened after. But also, the person a lot of times that is recording has become a commentator. Yes. So they are giving you their opinion of what's going on, but that doesn't necessarily mean that is what's going on. Right. But because we hear that, and because we're so used to seeing things virtually. We then go, oh, well, this must be what's going on. Yes. When in reality, they are not a commentator. Right. They're, they're just a guy walking down the street with a cell phone. And so it, it really muddies the context of everything. I mean, in every scenario, you can, you can record something for 30 seconds and then see, it's just like the, the kid from, that spoke last night, Nick Sandman, the yeah. Sandman that was in. Right. You saw the first recording, you're like, that's a terrible yeah, If you don't kid. know, he was the one that again was, you know, was basically ridiculed yeah. and, and everything because he was the one that had, had been, had uh, a smirk per, per, on his face. He'd been portrayed and, as the, the, the instigator of yeah. the whole deal as related to the March for Life, uh, conflict With and all the Native that American. Stuff. Right. And, and, right. But then we saw more and now video. now a very wealthy young man. Very wealthy. And we, but we saw more video and we're like, oh, context matters there. And so right. there's a, but we don't we don't wait for context. We we have to jump immediately. And so yes, I think there is a sense of I think even in those moments of passion and anger and fighting, there's a sense of people are watching. Right. I need to keep going. So do you or, believe that we are actually more violent? And again, you know, it's one of those things. Even and again, this is a non political statement, but people talk about make America great again, yeah. and then everyone the question is, well, like when what to so win? Yeah. When what what like right. what? Era are you referencing yeah. to and things that sort of then you hear people make kind of similar statements like, you know, we're the most this of, of any other nation in the world, in the history of the world. And you're like, wait, yeah, you mean like since you've been alive? Because like when you talk about violence, right. I mean, that, there's been we literally had a civil war. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Literally. So killed for each me other, to right? ask, like, are we more yeah. violent as a society? I know that's a tough question. Yeah. But do you see a certain like what what do you see growing in us? How about I put it yeah, that I way? I think I think there is so much 
anger and bitterness and, and just a sense of lostness. I think we see that in, uh, depression numbers going up, suicide numbers going up, anxiety within teenagers going up. Right. Uh, and, and I think because if you think back in the day, you got up, you worked on the farm and then you went to bed. You right. might have went to school, maybe not. Yeah. And, and I think now because we have advanced so far with technology and everything else, there's a lot of board, boredom. And then that boredom leads to negative, sometimes can yeah. lead to negative things and anger and bitterness and a lot of things fester. And then what do we do? And, and all of our heads are down in our phones. And, and I do think it creates a sense of, uh, anxiousness. Yeah. And then you add a pandemic on top of it. Sure. And people are just stretched, stretched yep. way too far. Yep. We'll talk more when we come back. How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance? That's good. Uh huh. Yeah, there was a remix of that back in the 90s. Was it Mace? It was a rapper that used Whatever happened to Mace? He like I think became he a went, believer he, for a while. He was preaching. I, that sounds for a while. I don't mean it that way. But but I don't... I, that's, that was not how I intended it. Uh, meaning, I, I was hearing about him for a while. Yes, yes. That he had become a believer and yeah, he had he, a ministry. But then I just never really I heard know. anything more about him. I don't know, but, uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Great song. Yeah. Him and B.I.G. and P. Diddy. Yeah. You know, P. Diddy rapped a little bit, but mainly just kind of popped up in videos. Right. Absolutely. And it was like, can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yes. And that was it. Yeah. And he made a lot of money. And made a lot of a money. A lot of money. And so, uh. So we continue to speak about violence. Yeah. Today. Do you feel like it would be appropriate for you and I to have some type of like MMA type style, <laughs> yeah. um, situation here in the studio? Yeah. And if so, who who would we not want to go up against? Is it is it, is it a clear given that we would not want to MMA uh, fight against Bob Bell? Yes, I mean I think that yeah, he a was given, a, he right? was a lineman. Yes, uh, he he's very yeah he, great foundation knows yeah. knows his body. Yeah, so for those so the, yeah would not want we, to. We fight have him. a number of listeners that listen via podcast. Yeah. Um, but for those that are on Joy 620, uh, you know, uh, WRJZ, uh, Bob Bell, long-standing, uh, personality in the morning show, one of our great, great friends here at the network. Um, but he's a large man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just tough. Yeah. I wouldn't and I believe him. he could take both of us to at the possibly same time. together. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I think you and Dave would make a great tag team. Both of yes, you are bald. Yes, our producer Dave. Both of you are bald. I think oh, y'all we would can, be a Dave, great we tag can have team. A, we can have a tag team like a, like a name. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so that would be the good. Bald for sure. The Bald Brothers. The Bald Brothers. Would Man, work. I like that. That would be good. Kind of like the, uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. You could have, a, you could have your. I was good. a big Von Eric fan. Okay. Uh, Carrie Von Eric, yeah. all the Von Eric brothers. That we could definitely be that. Yeah. The the, well, the, in the, uh, yeah, all of the. I mean, I loved all the tag teams. They yeah, were, they were great. The Shawn Michaels. So, and, so obviously we're we're joking around with that. But but in all sincerity, let me ask you a question. Do we think? I, I, we were saying off air. I, I'm not 100 percent certain there were a more violent yeah. generation. I think that. We potentially may be a more on edge generation. Yeah. Uh, and so if we are on edge, it feels like we are, to use the expression, since we've thrown around such culturally relevant expressions yeah. all throughout the show. Yeah. But it feels we're a, a, a triggered generation. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really kind of feels like everyone is just ready to kind of explode. And so thus, I do think you see a certain degree of 
violence um, rising up as a result of that. So some of that is societal <clears throat> and connected to, uh, you know, current events. Some of that is connected to the exposure of various things. What, what, what do we really think about things like, um, you know, about video games and, yeah. and about rap music or about, uh, you know, hardcore, uh, you know, punk music that, that, that elevates any type of like violence or, um, what do we think about, uh, even things like MMA or whatever yeah. it may be? How, how much, if any, do you think that's actually impacting us? I don't know, but here's what I, Here's my concern. For a while, I was a bit concerned about, you know, you watch Call of Duty and some things you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty violent. But my concern now is you can go to YouTube today. Right. And you can see a real life human be killed. You can see a real life human beat up. Yep. Uh, in a street fight at school. Yep. Uh, you can see a real life human. I mean, there was a, a guy in Oregon that was, uh, kicked in the face and nearly killed yeah. by a guy, yep. by a uh, rider. And so, you can, to me, what that does is, is when we see that, that's not even television. That's not movie. That's not yeah. Hollywood. That, that's real life. And right. so we are now so accustomed to seeing real life people get injured and, 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 and things like that. Even, even the shooting that happened in Texas last year where you saw the bad guy get yeah. shot, the good guy get shot. I think, I think what that does is now we, we have, it turns all of that into like a movie. Yeah. And so, so we, we see that and it doesn't have the same effect yeah. that it used to have. Yeah. I think there's probably a desensitization sure. that's happened. You know, and again, I, I, we're not going to be legalist here on, on any number of things. I, I think that, you know, there's got to be a certain degree of wisdom when you think about what kids, yeah. what, what, you know, what video games you're allowing your kids to play. And you, you think about what music does it make sense for you to be putting into your mind? And you yeah. think about what m- movies, but, but I do think that your point is, I think for for some, uh, certainly kids, you have to be really, really careful with. But for some, there is an ability to at least delineate, hey, like this is fictional, this yeah. is not. Um, and, and, and maybe even uh, there, there might be a, a lessened, I'm not saying it is completely um, absent, but maybe a lessened uh, desensitizing as a result of things that you're like, that's clearly a video game or yeah. that, that's clearly, you know, uh, uh, fictional. But, but when you are seeing the stuff that we are seeing mm-hmm. so regularly, and again, it's not like, Hey, I'm just going like searching. I, I gotta, you, you know, don't I, I don't know. Search, like it, no. it's constantly being put in your feeds. Um, it, it's now being seen more and more, even just through like normal, like news channels yeah. and things of that sort. Like, man, of me, like, I feel like I have to almost protect myself yeah. and protect my emotions. And, and, and as you said, one of the things that's always really important is how many times do we see those clips and you have no idea what else is going yeah. on and you are being impacted by the commentary that's being associated for with sure. it. Well, there, there was a reporter for CNN a few weeks back and he was literally standing in front of a burning church or building and he looks in the camera and he says, this peaceful protest i'm going i mean it it may very well be in some parts of the area but the building behind you is on fire right so there's a reason why you pick that particular spot to do your shot you could have picked somewhere else you could have picked another but but there's a sense that there there's a push to show these things and so if you watch that news constantly you would think we would look out the window right now and go, everything's on fire. Right. But the reality, that's not the case. I talk to my dad every morning, and there's this sense of, 
It's it's coming. It's coming to the suburbs. It's coming. To, I'm like, Daddy, you live on Estella Road. No one is around you. Like, do you know how far out of the way people would have to go to to do right. anything on your street? I don't know if, I, you and I actually exchanged a few. <laughs> you and I exchanged, and, and I'm not even gonna like give any legitimacy to the. To the rumor, because I'm not going to name it. Yeah. But you and I, this was months ago. Uh, there, there was a rumor yeah. that 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 certain yeah. things were about to happen. <laughs> yep. And the great part about it, okay, the great and 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 we actually reached out to some we, of we, our to, to clarify. Yeah, we certain. reached out to some of our officials that <laughs> yeah. we have relationships with. They wouldn't be in the know, and they were like, there is absolutely zero truth to this. Yeah. And one of the great things, like, it really was, like, there's going to be this massive protest, rioting. And I, I can't remember the location, but it was, like, the most, like, <laughs> like, like, just kind of, uh just, it, it was, like, West Knoxville Cedar Bluff yeah, or something, yeah. you know, and you're like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Happening. Maybe, you know, but... uh but to your your point, your father like is probably not going to run down the road. No, and, and here's the, here's the thing, my what we because we've created this, and look, I'm a Second Amendment guy, but because we created this, what you've seen over the last eight years or so is, uh, I mean, gun stores can't keep guns in stock. Right. You can't find ammo on the shelves. Right. And so there is a sense of preparation. Right. And and, and, see the, and that's a again Second Amendment guy. But that points to anxiety. That right. points to fear. That points to uh, something may come. Right. I just want to be prepared for that. Right. But but there's a – if you constantly are taking in cable news and yep. constantly taking in things that are happening around this country, you would think everything's on fire. But the reality right. is Friday night there was high school football. Yeah. Like yeah. the reality is even right. during a pandemic – School is back in. It, does it look the same? No. But we're getting back to some sense of normalcy. But but the the interesting thing about this year is you have the pandemic, you have economy shut down, you have unemployment at record numbers, you have political cycle. You have, then you have election at yep. the same time. You have everybody's just on edge, and that's what we were talking about. We feel like everybody is on edge right now. And you don't, well, if I say this, are they going to be offended? Or if, if I say this, that even though I don't mean anything yeah. by it, are they going to be offended? Yeah. And, and well, what if they saw my post? Or what yeah, if they, sure, what sure. if they go digging into what I posted 10 years yeah. ago? And that's not who it, I am it makes today. Me, it makes me nervous. And, and you talked about Second Amendment. And, and, and by all means, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the guy who actually probably is, is not where a number of my, my friends and, and peers are like I, I certainly believe that that we should hold to our Second Amendment rights. I, I am the guy that's like, man, like give as many restrictions as we possibly can, uh, you know, like let us do every possible thing we can do to ensure that that if people are going to own guns, that they are going and weapons, they're going to have them under mental health, uh, yeah. you know, that they are going to have them within reason. That there, there's all you know, of this. Are you saying that you're going to take my machine gun off the top <laughs> yes. of my van? Because, <laughs> yeah. because, because I think you're crossing the line, Jason. <laughs> the AT van <laughs> might not need it. You know, but, but like, like, but the reason yeah, I, yeah. the reason a guy like me has that is, but, or has that concern is because you do see how mm-hmm. fragile everybody is. Yeah. And you're like, man, it just takes one person who is fragile. Who is being like stirred by this yep. crazy culture that we have 
to go and do something super irrational. Yeah. You know, and I understand that other people would be like, well, that's why we have our guns, yeah. to protect ourselves from the irrational. And so, yeah. again, that's not yeah. today's discussion. So, Andrew, what, what, what do we do? You know, it, how do we be a people of peace? I, yeah. I think that's really important. You know, the idea that the, the Father gives us peace, um, you know, he, he says it in multiple places. We see it as one of the great things that the Lord gives us. He gives us peace in the midst of circumstances. He gives us peace relationally. Ultimately, he gives us peace eternally between ourselves as unrighteous, unholy, sinful yeah. people uh, in context of a holy God. So when we come back from the break, we're going to try to say something that's actually helpful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're going to talk about how do we be a people of peace And what does that really look like in this discussion of violence? We'll be back. So as we continue the conversation, um, Jason and I just fought. I thought it would be good that y'all know that. Um, we landed some good strikes. Neither one of us, um, are carrying at the moment. And, uh, speak for yourself. (laughs) And, uh, and so we actually chose to battle it out with nunchucks and throwing stars. Yes. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think nunchucks is a lost art. Michelangelo right. was right. a big, big yeah, proponent of nunchucks. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Calabunga. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I felt like my throwing stars, if I could have landed them a little bit better. Yeah. I would have been more. Well, the nunchucks sometimes. Instead you know, of just broken a few glasses. And with, and with nunchucks, where you gotta watch it is, if you're not careful, you beat yourself up more <laughs> than the other person. There's your, cause you gotta, you gotta like swing them around to I, show that you uh, know what you're doing. I help coach, uh, the middle school team at Christian Academy in Knoxville, CAK, yeah, the baseball team. I help coach that. I thought it was and, a dumb uh, Yeah. And my oldest son, um, who's an eighth grader there, who's, who's, you know, one of the team leaders. And, uh, I looked over at him and he was kind of hobbled and I was like, mm-hmm. what happened? And I, and I mean, he's a very talented player and, yeah. you know, it's not like he's never touched a baseball bat. Somehow managed in one of the reps, somehow managed to like hit, he, he like did, I don't know if it's in his backswing, but somehow managed to hit his like ankle, like Ooh, really that bone right yeah. there yep. on the, like down his ankle, hit it with his bat. Yeah. Not and he good. was just hobbled himself. That's not That's good. what I would do with nunchucks. That's not good. One year, my brother was changing in the locker room and he always carried a pin in his pocket. And when he took his pants off, oh no, the pin stood straight up and he, it went right through his foot. What? And so he had to sit out multiple games because he stepped on his own pen as he was changing clothes. In the out of his own pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super, Yikes. super coordinated. Yeah. And so as we, <laughs> as we were talking before, before the break, we were, uh, how do we be a peaceful people? I think one thing right now is everybody seems on edge. And if you're on edge, it's almost as if you're, you're waiting to jump. Your heart, you, you can't, it, and, and so if we're on edge, yeah. And, and, and so ready to jump, even a minor thing is going to pull us over the edge. Peaceful actions don't, uh, peaceful actions will never be birthed out of an unpeaceful heart. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, like you're really going to have to, you have to consider your heart, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think too, we have a, we've created this atmosphere of assuming the worst of each other. Yeah. Instead of assuming the best. And, and I, I, you know, I go through this in my mind even when I'm driving. If if I feel like somebody cut me off, do I assume the worst? Maybe they didn't see me. Right. You know, we told that story a few yeah. months ago where I backed out and almost hit a police yeah. officer. And, and he, like, like yeah. was not assuming the best of me. Yeah. Uh, I think he was judging me because of my vehicle. Right. Uh, but he was not assuming the best of me. I clearly didn't see him. Yeah. I didn't I, – I wasn't – purposely trying to back out in front of him 
But if we if we would start assuming the best of each other, then if somebody says something that we think is offensive, then then we would have a willingness to have a conversation instead of just jumping yeah. and, and and wanting to throw hands or jumping and, and wanting to uh, engage in a very violent manner. Uh, but also when you're on edge all the time, you don't even have peace within yourself, right? Because you're just you're just waiting for the worst to happen, right? And and that's not. Uh, what the gospel would have for us. Yeah, we're doing a series, as you know, that we've just started uh, in, in the book of Psalms. And we started literally this last Sunday, Psalm 1. And, and we're just, we were talking about how, how uh, ultimately we need to be shaped more by the word than we are by the world. Mm-hmm. And our tendency is, okay, well, I need to get rid of certain things. So our thought is, okay, if I just get rid of a bunch of stuff, uh, then somehow, like, everything's going to, to go away. Like, I'm gonna find a calm. I'm gonna find a yeah. peace. Um, but, but openly, I mean, you, you can even look at, like, the idea of lust. There's all kinds of stories about all kinds of really terrible, extreme things that people have done to rid, like, you look at monks that have yep. gone and, uh, you know, they've gone and marooned themselves on islands. They have emasculated themselves. They've yeah. done all this other stuff and found, like, oh, they're still, like, Lust in my heart, yeah. you know. Well, in the same way, I mean, I think, yes, it's helpful for us to be really careful on all the, the barb- bombardment of imagery and news and all the stuff that we come into. we got to be really careful with that, and, and that makes sense. And we need to certainly be wise on, you know, video games and lyrics and yeah. all that other jazz. But really, at the end of the day, we need to be a people of the word. And yep. we really genuinely do, like, need that not only as something that is going to give us direction, but something that I really do believe the Lord for me personally so often uses the word to put me in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Some would people would say that's a peace or some would say that kind of changes my posture towards the day. I would just say it like puts me thinking about the things above rather than the things of earth. And it just truly does. Then when I see the things on earth, it allows me to see it for what it is, yep. and in 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 most cases, it allows me to to respond in a way that is appropriate to that thing that I've just observed, mm-hmm. uh, not an inappropriate response yeah. to something that didn't warrant a degree of response. Yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting idea for sure. Well, and I think that's the. That's what I loved about Sunday sermon was the, the the biblical lens is going to change everything. Yep. And so if you are finding yourself in the word, then you are going to see your neighbor differently. If you find yourself in the word, you're going to respond in that particular area differently. If we if you find yourself in the word, you may not find yourself on edge. Yeah. And full of anxiety and yep. fear. And so that's what we hope you got out of today's show. We'll talk to you next time. Yep. God bless.